Don't play with things that go boom. Lessons from my days in Olive Drab by Clint Morey, specialist fourth class, retired. Well, not actually retired. It's more like I didn't re-up. First of all, I need to apologize to those of you who listened to the end of the previous episode. I said this episode would be called I'm Leaving on a Jet Plane. You know, after the 1969 hit song by Peter, Paul, and Mary. Well, I changed my mind. Now, I'm going to use the same song, but I'm going to use the line following I'm Leaving on a Jet Plane. So this is episode 10. Don't know when I'll be back again. Now, after a little over a third of a year in training, the Army gave us a month of vacation time. They called it leave. And I decided to spend my leave at home. Now, occasionally, I actually do make wise choices. And I spent time with family and friends, attended my church, went to many of the fun places that I enjoyed going to before the Army. And it was a very good time. But the day finally arrived when it was time to leave. My orders were to report to Fort Lewis, Washington, where I would be loaded onto a plane and sent to Vietnam. So I went to the Los Angeles International Airport and flew to SeaTac, the Seattle-Tacoma Airport. And I got a ride from there to Fort Lewis and was given a place to call home. Well, actually, it was just a bunk. The next morning, the guy in charge gathered us together and handed out orders for our flights to Vietnam. Everyone got a set of orders. Well, not everyone. Yep, you guessed it. Now, I don't know why this kept happening to me in the Army, but I did not receive any orders. The guy in charge came up to me and said, there was a problem. Problem? What kind of a problem could there be this time? I graduated from basic. I did my temporary duty thing. I got past the security clearance thing. I graduated from fire direction control school, even though I did fall asleep during the exam. How could there be a problem? What did I do wrong this time? Now, the guy in charge, I admit, was very nice. And he said, it was not my fault. Now, something not being my fault was a nice change in my Army career. But what could the problem be? And he said, we can't send anyone to Vietnam unless their shot records are up to date. I got all my shots, I explained. I'm sure you did, the guy in charge said. But the Army lost the records. What? The Army lost my shot records? The guy in charge nodded. Which means what? I asked. Which means you'll have to get all the shots again. I couldn't believe it. All the shots? All your shots, he repeated. Even the one for the bubonic plague? All of them. So, while lots and lots of men came through Fort Lewis, got their paperwork approved, and were sent off to Vietnam, I was set up with appointments over the next several days to receive the entire sequence of shots the Army had given me in basic training. And here at Fort Lewis, they didn't use the gun to deliver several shots at a time. They administered my shots individually with hypodermic needles. Now, I'm not really into having needles stuck in my arm over and over and over. But the Army didn't care what I thought of the process. 
even though it was their fault I was going through this thing. And I have to admit, I was particularly uncomfortable taking that old black death shot again. The reaction to that shot laid me up for an entire afternoon after receiving it in basic training. And when it was time for me to take that shot, none of the medics even warned me of the after effects. But I was prepared to have my day destroyed. Well, after that shot, I waited, and I waited, and I waited. But nothing happened. Apparently, back in those days, vaccines actually kept you from getting the disease. And my body had enough of the right kind of antibodies in it from the first shot so that I didn't have any reaction to the second shot. Now, they said it would be a couple of days before they had room for me on a plane. So my days at Fort Lewis were free. Now, one of the benefits of spending several extra days at Fort Lewis was being able to visit family. Now, I don't know if the Army felt guilty for having lost my shot records. Uh, no, I'm sure they didn't. Or if they were just trying to be nice. Well, I doubt that also. But they did let me have time off, more leave time. My Uncle Ray, Aunt May, and Cousin David lived in Seattle, and they picked me up and gave me a tour of the places in their lives. And I hadn't seen them for years, and it was a delightful time. But... Finally, the day arrived. Time to board the plane for the life-changing adventure that I hoped would include a return trip in about a year. The plane was very nice. It was a commercial airline with a regular crew, which is just another way of saying they had comfortable seats and cute stewardesses. I assume the airlines contracted with the government to do these flights, but whatever the reason, I enjoyed the setup. And that was important because it was a very long flight. Now, we did have a layover in Japan, and I remember walking outside of the airport fence and taking a few steps in the area just so I could say that I've been to Japan. Okay, are you ready? This is my first chance in half a century to use it. Ready? Hey, I don't know about you, but I've been to Japan. Pretty cool, huh? Okay, well, maybe not. Because it was a long flight, I did have a lot of time to think, and I have to admit, I actually thought about the possibility of being killed. Now, that was not a pleasant thought, because I had lots of plans for my life. I wanted to get married, I wanted to have kids, I wanted to be a good dad, but I knew there was a very real possibility I would never have any of those experiences. Would I die? Would my legs be blown off? Would I be damaged so that even my friends couldn't recognize me when I returned? You know, the kind of thoughts that probably cross your mind whenever you start off on a new adventure. Well, there was one bright spot if I didn't return. Back then, the Army had a life insurance policy that would send $25,000 to my grandma. That's back when $25,000 was actually a lot of money. Now, I knew my grandmother would miss me, but the money would help her, and she deserved it. And finally, there was a voice from the captain that said we were approaching Vietnam. We would be landing a place called Cameron Bay. Now, there were a couple of lessons I learned at this stage in my Army life. Lesson number one, God is in control. Now, I obviously came back from the war, but none of us have any guarantees of what will happen in the future. I want to encourage you, get your life right with God today, 
you don't know if you're going to get tomorrow. Lesson number two, take the time to connect with people. Now, even though the Army lost my shot records, that mistake gave me an opportunity to spend time with family. Don't complain about the mistakes or the speed bumps in your life. Enjoy the people God has placed in your life along the way of your great adventure. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share with the others. And in the next episode, finally, I'll share with you the story of my first days in Vietnam. I think you'll enjoy it. Before I go, I'd like to share a blessing with you from the Old Testament. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. Number 6, 24 to 26.